The Nike EYBL was back in the city of Louisville this past weekend. We're bringing a familiar face to talk about what we saw from some of the Louisville targets. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Happy Tuesday. Welcome into this episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Joining me today, usually on Wednesday, but we had some special occasions. So he is on today's episode of the show. That is Cardinal Sports Zone co founder and editor, Jeremy Wallman. 55, what's going on, man? Wallman Tuesday? I don't like that. Don't have a good ring to it. I like Teresa Tuesday. But Teresa's not on the show. So I guess that really doesn't work. No, no, it don't. And uh, I did not give you permission to use her name on TV, so I'm just kidding. Oh, hey, dude, look, guy. look. first off, I want to say congratulations because I was out at the EYBL all weekend, and I cannot tell you how many people walked up to me and ranted and raved about the Locked On Louisville podcast. I uh, had a couple people said that they were watching it at their barber shop that morning before they came to the EYBL. And then Sam, got the, uh, f- Sam finally showed up after being so late. And uh, hi, Sam. And uh, people are like, oh, I recognize you. You were on that lockdown, like different people. So really, really proud of the exposure you're getting. Glad to have helped you out with that in any way that I did. And let's go. Woman Tuesday. Yes, sir. I definitely appreciate that shout out. But hey, a lot of stuff happened at the Nike EYBL this past weekend. Really wish I was there. But you were. And I want to talk. I want to talk about what we saw from some um Louisville targets we will talk about DJ Wagner Aaron Bradshaw and Caleb Glenn um diving right on into it I guess before we start talking about DJ just kind of describe that atmosphere obviously I know the atmosphere around you know DJ Wagner and him being there there was a lot of people there for the NJ scholars games but overall what was that atmosphere like to see so much basketball being played at the fairgrounds well gee and and the thing about it is is that so the EYBL was being held in one part of the South Wing. <clears throat> Directly next to it was the Bluegrass Junior. Uh, one of my buddies had a son playing in it, and me and Sam walked over there to check him out. And it was like a, a thirteen and under. So there, that that facility had about twenty courts in it. South Wing at the fairground had probably uh, the EYBL pr- probably had thirteen, fourteen courts in it itself. So just to see. So much basketball in one spot and just the people, man. I'll tell you what stood out for me the most was the primetime game with uh, the New Jersey Scholars playing against LeBron James' son and his team. I put out, if you haven't seen it, I, I can try to retweet it here after the show. The atmosphere was nuts. There were so many people there. They were getting hyped for every make, every defensive stand like it was it was just unreal and obviously it was a pro louisville crowd there were a couple of uh those blue guys that came to watch them and were like throwing little snide remarks like we expect but what what hit me even though that hit me really hard what really hit me the hardest was the very first game uh in the eybl for for uh for the new jersey scholars and i was sitting there and uh, Milt Wagner, Purvis Ellison came over, sat by me, and we chopped it up for a good hour. Uh, absolutely love Purvis. Purvis, I don't want to get too much into that. 
because we're going to talk about that on our show later today on the Cardinal mm-hmm. Sports Old Podcast. But just a great dude. He was one of the first guys. I mean, obviously, I watched Kenny on T- Kenny Payne on TV, and then met him later. But Purvis, like, I was in mid- middle school, high school. No, middle school. I was in middle. I was eighth grade when when Purvis um, went to the NBA draft, and he was. Uh, believe the very first number one drafted player maybe the only, i said the first but the only player uh louisville history to be drafted that high and he was just my hero and then getting to meet him uh up on campus so i mean that was very very special but just the group i put out a picture that just got blown up like i didn't post it for the the purpose of, of going viral but it did and it was it was Milt Wagner. It was Griff. It was Herbert Crook. It was, um, gosh, Milt. Oh, Purvis, and and then uh, Griff Jr. And it just like I think Dick Vital retweeted it. Jeff Goodman did. A couple <clears throat> other people, and it just it it was like a Louisville homecoming. And then for the even for the uh, for that that primetime game. I stood there with my guy Tech Rogers and watched that primetime game and just the people, the Louisville names that came up and, and you know, we chatted with. It was just amazing. But that's what that's why the whole time when everybody else was like, We gotta hire anybody but Kenny Payne, I was on the opposite side saying, We cannot hire anybody but Kenny Payne. He's gonna bring the program back together. He's gonna mend the fences. And sure enough, the players from Every decade was there, and and it was just it was an amazing atmosphere. And it was every, it wasn't just that <clears> game, <throat> it wasn't just that team. Louisville fans flocked to see Caleb Glenn every day as well. Uh, there's there was a uh, gosh, what was his name? Oh, Laurent Rice, which we are uh, recruiting. I know for sure we're recruiting him. His teammate, I was told by a couple people that we are recruiting also, but I haven't seen that confirmed anywhere. His name is Swain, but they were they were surrounded by Louisville fans too. So it was just it was just a great environment. And then just like I said, the star power, uh, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony. We don't know if LeBron was there. Carlos Boozer's twins were playing. It, uh, Trenton Flowers was out there. It just so many. Uh, like I wouldn't trade. That's why I was so excited when I went to the Orlando one because that was my first AAU event, um, period. And it was the Orlando EYBL. This one surpassed that one for me. Uh, it it may not have had as many stars as that one did. It was close, um, but as far as the, the atmosphere it created, it was something that like it's it's a one. It was a once in a lifetime experience, and I'm glad I got to go up there. Uh, shout out to my guy that that hooked that up for us here at Cardinal Sports Zone. We appreciate you, and uh, yeah, man, it was a great time. Love to hear that, and it seemed like uh, there was a ton, of, like like you mentioned, a ton of turnout for that game against the New Jersey Scholars, and then I think it's what Strive for Greatness or something like that. LeBron, yeah, 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 yeah. LeBron's Bronny's team, um, but DJ Wagner in particular. Um, it, it seems like you know, obviously, this was probably the. First time that Louisville fans really got to see DJ in action. Um, had some games to where it seemed like maybe at times didn't necessarily shoot the ball all that well, but it seems like the general consensus is that people came to wait or came, came away just absolutely imp- just overall impressed 
and um, just raving about about what they saw from him and, and what could be um, you know in store for the future. So here's what I'll say about DJ, and I and I I didn't came away with it, this. I, I uh, that's not even sorry, a word, but a little crap. We're, we're, I know, I know, I know. I had to. Well, that's what you just said, and I made I know, gig, I know. So I had to make fun of you. Um, here's what I'll say. I saw DJ Wagner for the first time in Orlando. Took him a little while to get going every single game, but he got going. I I left that uh, event th- with the, with the attitude of, well, man, he he, I mean, he's gonna. Louisville fans want somebody that's gonna shoot the ball and hit, and make shots and this and that. Kind of came off a little selfish to me there. I don't know if it was because he didn't have because uh, McKenzie. Um, however you say his last name was at the Adidas nationals or nation, sorry, that weekend. So I didn't, uh, this past weekend was the first time I saw him. Uh, so, I, and he was kind of a security blanket for DJ, but what I will say, uh, my, my, my mind was changed. Either DJ just completely worked on his game since April, which is possible. Um, or I mean, I don't know what the other option could be because what I saw this weekend was a very unselfish player. They beat a team on, and I'm getting mixed up because of the Memorial Day, but I want to say they beat a team. Oh, it was their first game on Saturday um, where DJ brought the ball, the tie ball game, like 11 seconds left. He brings the ball up the court. He's got a wide open shot, and instead of shooting it, he he hits this guy cutting to the bat. Not even one of their stars, one of the you know unheralded players, sees him cutting for the basket, passes it to him at the very last second. The guy gets the basket up. They win the game. Uh, and I saw that a lot from DJ this weekend, where he's being very unselfish. And again, I've only got two sample sizes to, so maybe this was DJ all along, and I just caught him on an off weekend. Or that was DJ back then, and he's working on himself because he knows that when he gets here, he's going to have to work on himself as well. So either way, I I walked off actually impressed with him and his unselfishness, his basketball IQ. Um, He just just knew when to pass the ball and when not to. So I I really liked it. I I came away from this event. I know some people didn't because they've never seen them before, but I came away from this event very, very impressed. It seems like, you know, like I mentioned, that's kind of the general consensus. Um, I saw a couple tweets like, yeah, DJ is the number one player in this class, despite Gigi Jackson um, rising up over him in the, in the 24-7 sports rankings. I'm, 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 a, I'm in the belief I don't really care if he's one or two. He's a pretty, pretty good basketball player and um, mm-hmm. very excited for him. And hopefully he ends up in that Cardinal red. But it seemed like the consensus – wasn't necessarily, or there really wasn't a consensus when it came to Aaron Bradshaw. You had a couple different people take away um, a couple different things. Um, we're going to talk about what Jeremy thought about what he saw from um, Aaron Bradshaw here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Look, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. So moving right along with Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder and editor, editor Jeremy Wallman. I can't speak today. Um, Aaron Bradshaw had a couple of performances throughout the weekend. Um, offensively, kind of struggled. I had a couple people tell me that um, – you know, he, he's going to be a little bit of a, of a project offensively, but they raved about what he was able to do defensively, and that was something that, that I, you know, found beneficial. But obviously I wasn't there, so a lot of it is hearsay. You know, it's just a, a secondhand account. What did you see from, you know, Bradshaw this weekend? Was it mainly positive stuff? Were you kind of, um, you know, drawn away a little bit? No, I wasn't drawn away. Here's what I will say. I do have a – uh, when it when it comes to Bradshaw, I I do have a little bit of a tidbit. I mean, I won't call it breaking news, but it's something I overheard in the crowd that we will be sharing with you all tonight on the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Either going to be at six thirty or seven. For some reason, my podcast teammates can't read uh, the DM, <laughs> but it is what it is. Here's what I'll say about Bradshaw in Orlando. And again, I'm so glad I had these two experiences to. to to compare against each other in Orlando, he kind of struggled with smaller opponents, but when he was playing against guys, his own size, the Sierra Malunga kid, he, uh, weight from here in little evangel muscular wise, way bigger than Bradshaw. Uh, Bradshaw may be a little taller than Sear or however you pronounce his name. I'm probably screwing that up. Um, but Bradshaw held his own, if not dominated the bigger, stronger competition. And I'm not sure, that, uh, when people were, were crapping on him in Orlando, I was like, well, how many six five guys do you think he's going to play against in the NCAA? Like, that's not very not very likely. Um, what I'll say about this weekend, though, is he, he looked a little bit more consistent against all uh, all talent types. He uh, I saw him uh, I saw him in transition a whole lot. For some reason, and this is something different too. So in Orlando, everybody was playing football, uh, football basketball. Like Caleb Glenn got knocked down 15 times before they caught a foul on him. <laughs> this week it was the exact opposite. You couldn't get a foul if if your life depended on it. But um, but I saw Bradshaw. Uh, everybody was playing. It just got on my nerves so much. Like if the team had the ball, all five of their players were outside the perimeter. They had nobody rebounding. So all they had to, all the other team had to do is just wait under the basket for a missed shot, and they automatically had the rebound. And that was almost with every team. Now, Purvis has taught this team well. They didn't do that, but everybody, uh, most of the other teams did. But Bradshaw was able – I really liked his transition play. Uh, he was able to defend all sizes of shot blockers. And this AAU tournament had a little bit more height than the one in Orlando – Right. Uh, Bradshaw played against a lot of smaller guys in Orlando and had two or three big guys to play up against. But I really – I can see where people would say project with him because he's skinny as a rail. Like, Higgy's left thigh weighs more than Aaron Bradshaw. Um, maybe his right thigh, just said left to begin with. Mm-hmm. He's very, very wiry. Uh, I fully expect him to – and again, I do have an update tonight I'll give you on Bradshaw. And whether it's true or not, it came from somebody. 
and I will not name his name because I don't want him to hate me for life. The person it came from, um, I would take it to the bank. But uh, really interesting tidbit to share with y'all later. But I, I, before I heard that tidbit, I was convinced he was either going to to go to Louisville or Lexington. And I won't say that school's name. I know it's petty, but I don't care. Um, I, I don't know that he is a Lexington-type player because they don't normally have a lot of patience down there. Uh, for project players, and we, we take a lot of project players here uh, at the University of Louisville. And with Kenny, I don't know how Kenny's reacted to project players because obviously this is his first season. But um, I can see him being a project. But if he if he can just gain some weight, he's the type of player. He he reminds me of Terrence Farley, and I'm not just saying that because Terrence is my friend. When T got to U of L, he was six foot ten. And 180 pounds. His very I mean, I'm first, 175. Right, so right, right. I and mean, I'm 5'9. Absolutely. You're very you. short. Um, his first Average. day. Uh, okay. Well, keep telling yourself that. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. But his first day, so their very first game, the scrimmage, he was at 240. So he put on 60 pounds of muscle in three months over the summer. Now, he had the luxury of living here in Louisville, so he could go uh, stay up at the dorm or not, just stay and go up there and work out every day. If Aaron Bradshaw can put on 60 pounds of muscle, he may be the next Shaquille O'Neal as far as college is concerned. I know you weren't alive probably when Shaq was dominating college, Dalton, but um, it, no, it was – No, I wasn't. All right. It was something like I've never seen in college basketball before. Uh, maybe Anthony Davis had the same type of, um, and I hate mentioning him because of where he's from, effect. But Shaq was like, when, when Shaq was playing college ball, you just never thought that, that he wasn't going to be an NBA Hall of Fame. You're like, this dude is dominating. So, so like I feel like Bradshaw could have that same kind of effect. I know that's kind of a hot take and going out on a limb because we don't even know if Bradshaw can put on weight like that in the weight room. But if he can, he'll be great. I, I like him. I, I feel like he is a uh, – if he's a project, he's a serviceable project. So mm-hmm. I, I would take him in a heartbeat. And I think his defense really makes him kind of a security blanket because even if the offense doesn't – or it, let me rephrase. Even if the offense takes a little while to, to come around um, – Defensively speaking, you know, when's the last time Wolves had a true rim protector? I mean, Gorgie. About to say, I don't really consider Honest Mahmoud to be a true rim protector. Um, so you're right. I think like Gorgie is the last. Uh, I was about to say, I was like, uh, I know you weren't going about to put Honest in the same category as Gorgie. That's why. I had no, no, no. I'm it. saying like I don't view Honest in no. the same way. Like I feel like the last time we've had a guy who like people fear. Going toward the rim, it's Gorgie Zhang. And yeah, like that's we're coming yeah, up for on sure. nearly almost a decade since Gorgie played his. This upcoming season will be a, a ten-year anniversary of that national championship team. So um, I digress. But another guy that um, Louisville fans, I think, were able to see in masses. Obviously, I was able to see him every home game at Mail this past year. Um, but for Louisville fans to be able to finally get to to see him in masses, Caleb Glenn showed out at the fairgrounds this past weekend. Um, 
Obviously, if you are watching this on YouTube, you are not going to hear the um, electronically implemented advertisements that you would if you were listening to this on any of the streaming services like Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, so on and so forth. So keep that in mind. Stay tuned. But with the final segment, Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder and editor Jeremy Wallman dropping some knowledge on, on what his takeaways were from various Louisville targets this past weekend. To wrap up the show, I want to talk about the hometown hero, although he's going to Lalamere, still hometown hero Caleb Glenn. Um, looked apparently pretty solid. His physicality was on full display, uh, You know, I guess getting toward the rim. I always said since 2019, and I, I tweeted this out ever since he started playing for Mail, that the kid was going to end up a five star. Like I truly, truly believe that. You really did. If, if his, if his perimeter shooting and ball handling came around, the sky was the limit. This past year for Mail, it took a big leap forward in both categories, and it seems like he's even adding more before you know June even rolls around. So, what were some of the takeaways that you saw from Caleb this weekend? Uh, and, and I think Caleb's a phenomenal athlete and a really good player. He did not play as well in my eyes as he did in Orlando. Uh, he did try to go up and defend every shot. Sometimes he paid for that. Uh, if you watched my, uh, my Twitter live yesterday, you saw him absolutely get body bagged. And then his coach gave me the funniest look ever on camera. But with that being said, he's absolutely a power five play, even on with which I thought maybe because may, most of the times Caleb was playing at the exact same time that DJ was playing three mm-hmm. three out of the four games they were playing at the same time I believe so maybe I just missed the times when Caleb played really really good uh, but I thought he I thought he was and, and average isn't bad I thought but I thought he was a he he, he showed that he was a Division one basketball a power five basketball player. I, I like his hustle. Again, he was one of the only people that was even rushing back to play defense. And sometimes you are going to get mismatched if you're the only one uh, or outnumbered, not mismatched, because I don't know many people that are mismatched by his his phys- physical, uh, his physique. Sorry, that's what I was looking for. But, you know, I, I, I walked away impressed with him. I, I, I really liked his game. I just, I didn't see... What everybody and I, of course, I'm not going to get on there and argue with people on Twitter because I actually like Caleb Glenn, and I don't mean any disrespect by any of these uh, comments. But I thought he played well. I didn't think, or I thought he played good. I didn't think he played as well as he did in Orlando. And you got to remember, in Orlando, he was getting closed, he was getting hurricaneed during the basketball games, and they weren't calling fouls on him. So maybe he was expecting a more physical game, and. and and I, I don't, I don't know. I, but I walked to answer your initial question. I walked away, I walked away thinking that guy's going to fit in with the program really, really well. Um, I wish him the best of luck where he's going to. And and I would be remiss, and and we can address this afterwards because I know you're going to mention some things about Caleb too. But uh, let's bounce back to New Jersey for for a quick second. Yeah, uh, McK- McKenzie, he. Shot way too many threes, and he he's not normally a three-point shooter. I know he went, like, two for 20 for the weekend, but that kid, the ball finds him. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, I know a lot of, a lot of uh, people aren't 
don't know the basketball lingo, but he was able to put him in. He may not have had a great shooting weekend, but he did light it up from about 10, 15 very, very well. He, uh, every time there was an offensive board come off, he, he was able to, the ball found him. He was able to grab it fairly easily. There were even sometimes during the games where it, it may not have been this way, but it looked like he was playing center and Bradshaw was, was at the, because he was rebounded so well. Again, that may not have been the case, and I'll make sure uh, that I ask about that here very, very soon. I got an interview coming up. I'm pretty excited about, and I'll, and I'll ask about that. But, um, but yeah. I, whereas a lot of people, actually, a lot of people I talked to said that Bradshaw was the truth, and McKenzie was the project. I'm looking at McKenzie on the court, and this is a grown man. And he mm-hmm. looks every bit. He looks like he's been in college for four years already. Just physical. Reminded me a lot of third-year Montrez as far as physicality and getting getting the rebounds. And and, and I walked away very impressed with him. Uh, whereas a lot of people that I w- saw on Twitter, maybe regular fans or not, were like, "Oh man, he looks like a project." But Bradshaw was the truth. For me, it was the other way around. Bradshaw kind of looks like. The project, but if he gets that weight up, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. But, but yeah, that that's how I felt about everybody. Uh, I got to watch the the Rice kid play a couple games, and <sighs> let's just say this: if I, I I wasn't super impressed, but you got to the one thing I try to be fair with is that at the end of the day, these are AAU events. Maybe the Maybe they are trying their hardest. Maybe they're they're just trying to have fun. And it looks like that kid was just trying to have fun all weekend. And that's mm-hmm. not a knock against them. I just didn't. Yeah. Me and Sam uh, Sam Bayston, who was on the show with you the other day, we watched all the games together. I think he he shares the similar opinion on Rice and uh, in the Swain kid. Too. Now I don't know that we're recruiting the Swain kid, but we did have a couple people come up to us, national writers that were like, "Oh, you're over here watching Rice and Swain," and we're like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're doing, and then we're looking up. We don't even see where we'd offered them or anything. So, but all in all, I, I feel like the EYBL and the Louisville tar the Louisville targets at the EYBL gave the fan base a lot to be excited about. But as we know with our fan base, they will try to find negatives about everything. So buckle up. But I mean, for those of us with the trained eye, it, it, it was a it was a really good event, uh, atmosphere wise, and as far as the basketball being played. I thought, now, you know me, if I thought one of the targets played crappy, I'd be like, eh, that was duty. Right. I thought they all played very, uh, pretty well. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And obviously some great insight and analysis, and no doubt will there be some more info on the Cardinal Sports on podcast tonight. Jeremy, you have the floor. Any lasting thoughts? Plug us into social media. You know the deal. Absolutely. This ain't my first time at the rodeo, pal. Uh, obviously, you can find me at – Jeremy underscore CSE on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the website at card sport zone. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to plug other than make sure to catch us tonight on the Cardinal sports zone podcast. Um, I'm not really sure who all is going to be on there. We know Higgy won't be there tonight, so that's kind of making most of us happy, but um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about EYBL wise as well. I'm going to share some of the personal conversations uh, that I have with some of the greats of all time and uh, and give you all a little 
again, take it with a grain of salt when you hear it, and I'll make sure I preface it with that, but there, there is one spoiler that I have for you all that, that's, that may set the fan base off in a good way. So tune in. Be sure to tune into that. But as far as this show goes, that's going to wrap up this special to Woman Tuesday edition of this show. Still doesn't ring, ring all that right. But everyone, have a great day. We will see you right back here soon.